We want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And I want to say, before I start, I want to say praise the Lord to all the saints, friends, those that are in social media land. I give honor to God, who's ahead of my life. I praise him. I love the songs that the praise team sing, giving honor and glory and majesty to the great God of our Father. Today we are celebrating Father's Day. And I just want to say to the fathers, you really need to know how important you are to your children. Every child wants and needs to know where they come from. A mother, no matter how much she tries, no matter how hard she tries, no matter what she does, she cannot take the place of a father. God wired us differently. We're not the same. You know the book, Men from Mars, Women from Venus, or vice versa, whichever one it is. We're different. God made us that way. So we cannot take the place of a father. We may be the breadwinner, but we cannot be the male figure in the house. This is not to say that you can't raise your children successfully as a single parent. You can if you had to. But if you are a father who did not know his father or wish the father you had had been more than he was, then be the father that you wish you had. Be the father that you wish you had. If life gives you lemons, make lemonade. There are many people that don't know who their father is for some reason. And I want to say, mothers, make sure that your children know who their father is. You all may not have a relationship like you did at one time, but that child still has a right to know who their daddy is. I can tell you a story um, how important a father is. I knew a family once where they lived in Michigan and the father left the, parent, left the family, moved 2,500 miles away, left the mother to fare for his child plus two she had from her previous marriage. And she worked and she, she did a good job. But the father didn't come back to visit the child. But when that boy turned 18, he moved 2,500 miles away to be with his father. That's how important a father is to his children. The mother, when she wanted to see her son, traveled 2,500 miles away. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you that a father deserves way more importance than the world gives them. So if you had a problem with your father, ask God to help you. Don't let negative circumstances overcome you. You overcome 
negative circumstances. In our Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Anybody ever had that experience? You do all you can for your kids. You give them more than what they want. You provide more than they need, and they end up rebelling. The ox knoweth, knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provided the Holy One of Israel, I'm sorry, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Quite an indictment. Why should you be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. And I would like to draw from these scriptures and use the subject, where is God's honor? Where is God's honor? I could go on and on reading this chapter, but it gets worse. However, what we learn from this passage is that God has an indictment against his people. He has done so much for Israel, and all they can seem to do is go after other gods, murmur, complain. Nothing that God does is enough. In the fifth chapter of Isaiah, he says, Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My vineyard, my beloved, hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. That means it was already ready to bring forth some good fruit. And he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. Here God is comparing his vineyard that he planted in the fruitful hill that he dug around that he fertilized, if you uh, paraphrase what he's saying, 
he did everything he could to make it bring forth luscious, sweet, delectable, delicious fruit. But when he looked after all his hard labor, after all the love he put into that garden, it brought forth sour grapes. Grapes that were not fit to be used. What do you mean? In comparing this to uh, this garden to his children, the Israelites, it meant they were stubborn, they were proud, they were haughty, rebellious, complainers, high-minded, disrespectful, disobedient, and on top of that, it was that little undercurrent of murmuring. You don't want to talk out loud, you just talk under your breath. He had to deal with that. He had brought them out of slavery. He had killed their enemies. And not only killed them, told them you would never see them again. Over 700 years before Isaiah wrote in Isaiah, Joshua, who was the second pastor of the Israelites, taking the place of Moses, he reminded them of what God had done for their forefathers. Joshua was take, had taken them across the Jordan River, whereas Moses took them through the Red Sea. In Joshua 24, we read, talking to Joshua, talking to the Israelites, and you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and I delivered them into your hand. I delivered them into your hand. Mind you, these seven nations were all mightier than the children of Egypt, than the children of Israel. They fought, they, they had battles to fight that they didn't fight, yet they won because God fought for them. And I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. In other words, it wasn't your weapons that drove them out. I, your God, did that. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not do you eat. You even eating of the fruit of the vineyard, of the gardens that you didn't plant. Houses you didn't build, 
Wells you didn't dig, food you didn't plant, eating and getting full, fat and fine, all because of what God, their heavenly Father, did for them. Now, therefore, because of all God has done for you, the songwriter says, let me look back and see, remember what God has done for me. When my faith gets weak, always let me see something in my life that God has done for me. He says, now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. In other words, put your whole heart in it. Put your whole heart into serving the Lord. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. All the things we did before we crossed over, leave them back there. We don't serve those anymore. Don't look for me in the dope house. I'm not there anymore. Don't look for me in a speakeasy. I'm not there anymore. Don't look for me in a nightclub. I'm not there anymore. Don't look for me on the dance floor. I'm not there anymore because I have changed partners. Decide this day what you're going to do. I set before you life and death. Let me read it. And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, does that sound bad to anybody? Sound mighty, mighty good to me. Serve the Lord. Choose you this day, this Father's Day, June 19, 2022. Serve you this day. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. Whether you're the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of, of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But let me stop right there. The gods of the Amorites, you dwell in the land of the Amorites. You know what? We live in a wicked world. But do not adopt the ways of the world. We have been bought with a price. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Don't pick up the stuff that God took away from you. He took the appetite out of your mouth. Do not go back and pick it up. And he says... But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to forget what God has done for us. We're going to hold him high. We're going to lift his name. Hallelujah. We're going to proclaim, hallelujah, how great he is. We are going to be an example of the believer. Hallelujah. When you see me coming, you're going to know that the same come. Anybody ever been in a place where somebody called across you and said, you saved, aren't you? Never saw you before. Didn't know your name. 
didn't know where you came from, but because God has a mark on each and every one of his children, hallelujah, the world can see there is a difference between the world and the church, hallelujah. Are we honoring God with our lives? Are we giving him everything we need to give him? Hallelujah. After all God had done for them, they were still unfaithful to him. He was the father of all fathers, the dads of all dads, the daddies of all daddies, and the papas of all papas. Nobody like Jesus. But Israel's history was like a yo-yo, up and down. God being good, they forget about him. The enemy come against them, God rescued them, they be good again. He'd be good, he'd be good to them, they go right back. Israel never was true to God. But you know what? We don't have to have that testimony. We have the power of the Holy Ghost to be true to God, to stand up in every circumstance. Whatever test or trial comes your way, you can stand it. Why? Because he giveth more grace. What we need, God's got it and will give it to us to help us weather every storm that comes. Hallelujah. In Psalm 78, he rehearses almost all of Israel's history and their unfaithfulness to God. There were times even when they were recipients of God's wrath. I've heard people say, God won't do that. He's loving. But God is also a God of judgment. And he's a God of wrath. And his mercy is being stretched like a rubber band. And one day it's going to pop and it's going to be judgment and not mercy. Today he's having mercy on all of us. If you have been a recipient of God's mercy, raise your hand. I can raise both my hands and both my feet. Hallelujah. God has been so good. Ooh, when I think... Psalm 78, 34. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. They provoked him to anger. They provoked him to red-hot anger. 
but he turned away and did not stir up all his wrath. Why? For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. What do you mean? They were nothing, less than nothing. But he showered his love on them, loved them with an everlasting love, and never stopped drawing them, even though he realized what they were. That's the love of God. He never stops loving. He never stops giving. He never stops pulling. He never stops encouraging. He never stops comforting. The God we serve out of all the things that we do, and I'm talking about Israel, but if I look in the mirror, I don't have to go much farther than that. In fact, no farther than that to see what I'm talking about now. God has been great. He's been merciful. Everything I need, God supplies. Not because we deserve it, but because of who he is. He's a compassionate father. He deserves all the honor and the glory. He wants our heart, not just lip service. All God has ever wanted is a right relationship with his people. That's all he wants. And this is his day. Every day is his day. But this is a day set aside to worship fathers. There is no father like our father in heaven. There is no father. And if you had a good father, thank God for having a good father. All your father did for you, he was able to do it because the same God that we serve, the same God that helped your father is helping you. And whatever life has brought you, amen, thank God for it, and don't hold it against them. Some men have done the best they could. But you know what? With God on your side, you can do better. You have to want to do better. He said, ask, knock, seek. He will answer. He will supply everything that we need. There are some things that God wants from us, some, some, some things God desires. Are we willing to give? Are we willing to wait? Are we willing to wait on God until he supplies what, we, what he knows we need and we think we want? Sometimes we think we need something, just cannot do without it, just cannot live without it, and we go for it against the will of God to our own detriment and destruction. Hallelujah. The God we serve will give you everything you need. 
Do you have that much faith in God? Can you wait on God? Can you hold out till your change come? Can you say, Lord, help me. I will do even against my own thoughts. We need to cast down these imaginations that we have. Stop looking at the world and what the world has to offer. Stop thinking the grass is greener on the other side. If you got God on your side, you can't get no better than that. Hallelujah. He planted us in a, in a good place. We are in a good place. We got battles to fight that we don't have to raise a weapon for God will fight our battle. Hallelujah. He said, hold your peace. Oh, be still. See his salvation. Stand still and watch him work. Hallelujah. Oh, we say how good he is, how powerful he is, how wonderful he is, how much he can do. He can do all things but fail. But do we give him a chance to show us in our lives that he can do it? Do we allow God to prove himself in our lives? Hallelujah. Do we give him that honor? Do we give him that glory? He said that the, the ass knows the, his master's crib, the ox knows his owner. But my people, my people, my called out ones don't even know who I am. Hallelujah. Take time to get to know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Oh, not with just your lips. Oh, but get him in your heart, get him in your mind. I want to go back with him when he comes. I want to see his face in peace. I want to fight the good fight of faith. I want to lay hold on eternal life. I don't want to be left here. Hallelujah, he's coming soon to crack the sky. Give him his honor. Give him his glory. Nobody like him. He came the first time in relative obscurity. When he comes back the next time, hallelujah. Talk about majesty, honor, glory, power, hallelujah. Every eye shall see him. Every knee is going to bow before him. He will finally get the honor he deserves. Hallelujah. Nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. Nobody deserves the honor that he deserves. Oh, we need to crucify our thoughts, crucify our deeds. Let God have his way in our mind, in our thoughts. Hallelujah. Oh, the Bible tells us in Philippians what we should think on. The things we ought to have in our mind, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, think on these things, good things, not things that's going to tear you down, not things that's going to bring you down, but things that will build you up, lift you up, and let you help somebody else along the way. People need help. Uh, woo, woo. People need help, and we have the greatest helper in the whole world that will help us to help somebody else along the way. 
Don't kick a brother when he down. Hallelujah. Oh, some have fallen by the wayside. Have we gone by to check on them and see where they are? Oh, you're not happy when you walk away from God. You're in a bad state. You may not realize it, but if not, the saints don't help you. If the saints can't help you, who is there to help you? Hallelujah. This is a hospital. We don't put away sick folk. We have the sick folk come to us, and we help them. Hallelujah. We got, oh, Jesus, Jesus, help us. Oh, we want to honor God. Do things the way that God said. Do them in spite of what we think. Hallelujah. Oh, you know, people, people leave. And you probably, you might have had this experience too. You see, you may see him on the outside somewhere and you speak to him. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm blessed, 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 blessed. And they have walked away from God. You know they ain't blessed. But we got to, we can't just turn our back. Whew. We just can't turn our back on our brothers and our sisters. There is somebody who has the word of reconciliation. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody that can speak a word of encouragement. Yeah, and then see, then when you get out there, the devil makes you shame to come back. He makes you shame to come back. That ain't nothing but the devil. Then they come in church, and then sometimes we pile the same stuff on top of them. But if somebody come back, we got to welcome them with open arms. Remember the prodigal son? Hallelujah. Ooh. The father killed the fatted calf and made a big feast because his son, who was once dead, is now back home. When somebody comes back home, kill the fatted calf, make a feast because my brother and my sister has come back home. Hallelujah. Oh, we don't want to go to heaven by ourselves. You don't want to see nobody in hell. We got to help. No man's an island. We are here to help one another, to comfort, exhort, to edify, to build up. I don't see nowhere where the Bible says, tear down your brother and your sister. Oh, we got to honor God and do it the way God said do it. Where is God's honor? His honor is in us doing what he told us to do. That's how we honor God. Hallelujah. You want to honor God? He says, seek my face. There was a story one time about a little girl who was talking to her mother, and her mother was busy ironing. And the little girl was talking to her mother, and the mother was answering her. And the little girl said, Mommy, talk with me, talk to me with your face. In other words, look at me, please, so that I know I have your attention. We need to see God's face. Get his attention. Get God's attention. And he will answer you. He will come. Worship him in a way he can accept. 
I'm just about convinced that a lot, all the stuff that I see, God's not really pleased with. We have to worship him in a way that he wants to be worshiped in spirit and in truth. Come before him with singing. Enter his gaze with thanksgiving. Enter his course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name and do it out of the sincerity of our hearts, not just as men pleasers. But everything we do, Lord, are you satisfied with me? And Lord, if you're not satisfied, help me to let it go. Seek his will. Not my will, but thine be done. Trust in him with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. By the truth and sell it not. We in the truth. We in the truth. Don't leave the truth. The city, Jerusalem, was built upon a hill, just like all the Avery Dumas used to tell us. If you leave Jerusalem, the church, you got to go down. Do not leave the church, whatever you do. Don't hold unforgiveness in your heart. Oh, Lord. I hear there's so much unforgiveness. We have to forgive what, I don't care what somebody has done. I don't care if they were right in being upset or you were right in being upset. You got to forgive. If we want forgiveness from God, we have got to forgive. Love your enemy. Love your enemy. I could tell you a story, but I don't have time. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Stand ye in the ways and seek for the old path. If it's new, it ain't true. And if it's true, it ain't new. Seek for the old path. And lastly, he said, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is anybody here today want some rest? Altar workers, praise team. Anybody here ready for some real rest? He said, You come unto me, you will find rest for your soul. Because he's here. God is here. Let us stand. God is here. If you don't know him through the waters of baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost, you can come. If you want prayer, if you want this day to be the first day of the best of your life, Come, come. There's a sweet anointing in this place. Anyone want to come? Anyone want to come? There. Amen. Let's say, man, for this soul coming.
There's someone else that wants to come. Come lay down your burdens. Hallelujah. You don't have to carry them anymore. God is here. Sweet anointing. Come and lay down your burdens. There's a sweet.
We're going to let you go. We're going to let you go. Leave you in the hands of a just God who's able to help you. She's able to help you.